1: Welcome to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for Kubota, diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, they are indeed. Great to have your company
2: as we're now well and truly into this wonderful initiative that is called Magic Round in the NRL. Round nine, for those of you playing at home, is well and truly underway and lots to talk about as all the action unfolds there at Suncorp Stadium. We are here off the bench for Kubota Diesel Generators powering Australia. Benny Jones is my name man who's thoroughly enjoying all things Magic Round at the moment is former premiership hero with the Penrith Panthers, a 2003 former Queensland rep as well. Scotty Sattler, Sattler, uh, welcome to you. So far, so good. It's been
3: brilliant. Absolutely. Fortunate enough to be at Suncorp Stadium for round one of, of Magic Round, Benny. That was the Titans up against the Cronulla Sharks. And yep. what a game to start off with. It was a game in the first half that just went from end to end. We saw intercepts. We saw uh, classic tries. We saw the Titans go out to an 18-10 lead at halftime and then... Totally capitulate in the second half, mm. uh, but this Cronulla side, they won't go away. But you know, only 17,500 people, we probably expected that for a Sharks and Titans game. They had to have a Thursday night game, That's part of the, yep. the broadcasting rights. So uh, I think in a, in a perfect world, they would have loved to have had two on Friday, three on Saturday, and three on Sunday. Um, But it was a great game of Rugby League and just set the tone for what is going to be a a fantastic weekend.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk more about that Thursday night clash between the Titans and the Sharks a little bit later on in the program. But I guess while we're kicking off the show and also still to come, we'll nominate a power player. We'll talk a little bit of Battle of the Bush and uh, get your tips for the remainder of Magic Round as well, Sats. But... The, the round, the concept itself, we all agree it's it's a great idea uh, and uh, the proof will be in the pudding come Sunday evening mm. as to how it's been uh, received by the the, the the paying public, the supporting public. But there's already talk, and I don't know about putting the cart before the horse, but there is already talk of taking the concept overseas. If it's a success this weekend, well, if it can work in Brisbane, why can't it work in <laughs> New York or Vegas or something like that? What are, What are your initial thoughts when you hear about those reports?
3: I don't think it would work in Sydney. Before we had Bankwest Stadium. I think it would work in Bankwest Stadium just because of the facilities alone. Um, The carnival-type atmosphere that it it creates, and it did create at Caxton Street and the streets of Brisbane on Thursday night, was uh, really pleasing to see as a rugby league fan. Um, Would it work overseas? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Would it work in Melbourne? I don't think it would. Um, because I think AFL would finally have its own magic round and, and completely swamp it. Yeah. But in saying that, um, it's three years at Suncorp Stadium. That's what the, the contract uh, initially says, and I think after three years it might start wearing thin in a community. So you need to find somewhere else. I think Townsville. Yep. Would be a, in their new stadium. Would be amazing. That's a good road trip. And. People would come from far and wide, yeah. uh, and it wouldn't be a matter of being uh, Cronulla fans or Manly fans. It would just be true, rusted-on rugby league fans as well. Yeah. Um, I think it would work in specific markets. There's talk of going to Vegas, Yeah. taking the game to Vegas or New York. Um, I don't know. Probably a little bit too early at the moment, but yeah. I, I like the concept for what it is. From what I've seen so far.
2: I I like that as Aussies, we we try and punch above our weight. And I I think that's a a great part of our makeup that we should never lose. But I just sometimes cringe, and I don't know how I feel about... The AFL have tried it with taking games to first New Zealand, and then now, of course, they're in China. The Port Adelaide have spearheaded that. This constant need to try and prove ourselves to parts of the world that that don't really align Mm. themselves to rugby league, America being that. Now, we saw that... I think last year they took a test over to Denver, didn't they? And they did. the actual promoter of that went broke because yep. he expected a much bigger turnout. Nothing taking so away from the about, game itself. It's but not about the,
3: the players themselves. No, it's, it's, it's a dollar point of view. It's a corporate thing. Just trying to get the international dollar, which you've got yeah. to do as a game. You can't depend on... Uh, isolated money, which is in one area, which is Australia. Yeah, so course. you got to look for money overseas. So and, I can and, see and, the concept. And, I, that.
2: and and in in the same thing, in the same breath, I could be accused of being hypocritical because whenever the topic of bringing a a round of say NBA matches comes up or an NFL game, I, yeah, bring it on, bring it to Australia. We love. They're probably thinking the exact same thing. Well, it's a small market. Yeah. Do we really need to waste our time? So
3: I I, I get it. But to what I loved about uh, Thursday night, Benny, it was it was like a rock show. Yeah, There was a band, not a band out in the field that we generically see. There was a corner of the stadium that was just completely set up. And it will be over the four days. Just as pure
2: with, entertainment. Just a pure rock band yep.
3: playing. Um, well, there's like some time it,
2: between games that obviously they'll yeah, fill as like well. like if yeah.
3: you went to a stadium concert. That's what it's like. It was, yeah. it was amazing. And then they had March passes with all the junior clubs. Awesome. Walking around the field. Uh, every club was introduced as part of the Magic Round as well. And they showed highlights on the screen from each club that's represented over the weekend. It was... It's a really good, really good night of rugby league.
2: I, I did see, too, on, on social media, there's actually one betting company, I won't name them, but um, I'm sure most people will know who they are, that have actually got, I think, about six of their employees. They've booked out their, their corporate box at, at Suncorp, and they have to stay within the stadium's four walls for the entirety of the four days. They're not allowed to leave the stadium at all. Uh, which is really – it's basically they're calling it the Magic Round Survivor. So you've got to stay there. They've got the, they've got the little uh, bunkers, little beds in the in the corporate box, so they're all set up. For the four days, they cannot leave the stadium, which um, – I could do
3: that. You reckon you could do as that? As long as I had TV and I had <laughs> well, things yeah, I to watch. Well, yeah, I think they do. Well, Fletch and Hindy, they're in a bubble for four days. Are yeah, they a It's a bubble. And oh, okay. The photos that, that were being taken last night, it was yeah. hilarious. I tell you what, its it like a zoo watching a couple of apes. Yeah. That's what it was People like. People
2: st- standing and staring. They
3: just went For- throwing their feces at each other. Imagine, but- <laughs> well,
2: not yet. Wait till Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Hey, let's move uh, from Magic Round, and there'll be more on that, uh, of yep. course, a little later on in the program. Hey, Latrell Mitchell, uh, arguably the, the game's best player right now. Yep. I, I don't even know if that's really that much of a debate. I think he just clearly is. But his contract, and we spoke about it, yourself, myself, Gary Belcher, through the week on Sports Day, that, you know, Considering his worth on the open market right now, the Roosters are paying him chump change. But of course, that's the contract he's in. The next contract is the all important one. Are there rumblings about some issues with management and clubs might be circling as a result? Or well, what?
3: there's more managers that are surfacing um, yeah. at the moment. Uh, he's got a They're like sharks, CVD. aren't they? Yeah, when absolutely. They smell blood in the oh, water. catch and yeah. kill their own. <laughs> yeah. They'd sell their mother if they had yeah. to. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's managed by Steve Deacon, former NRL player. Uh, there are some cracks that have appeared between that relationship from all reports. There are other management firms that are um, manipulating Latrell. from all reports mm-hmm. also to say, hey, listen, this manager hasn't done you right. You're worth X amount on the open market. And we know that he is a million-dollar player in this current day and age. But, again, like you said, Benny, that's not the contract that he signed. No. Now, knowing the Roosters, who are smarter than the average bear – Yep. Uh, they would know that behind closed doors that Cooper Cronk is not going to play next year, and I don't think they'll let him play next year.
2: That hasn't been announced officially. No, but there's two A couple of weeks,
3: yeah, He's going to make an announcement. Now, if I was the Roosters, I would say, you know, Cooper, you came here to give us a premiership. That's what you did. Done your job. Unfortunately, the money we need yep. for, from you... To win our
2: next three or four. Games.
3: And I've got no doubt there's discussions behind closed doors that have been had with Latrell saying, hey, listen, we just need to sort out a few things here. Then we can get to the table and pay you what you're really worth. So I'm anticipating that within the next within the next six or seven weeks, yep. I think you'll find that Latrell Mitchell's contract will be uh, upgraded as of next year, uh, which will wipe out the the alleged five hundred fifty thousand he's on, which is just laughable for a guy yeah. of his standard. Yeah. Um, but he's only twenty one years of age, so I think yeah. I think they'll wipe out next year. They'll start again. He'll he'll be one of those players that'll sign a five, six, seven, eight-year deal like a... A deal yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And like you said, I mean, contracts aren't signed with the benefit of hindsight, so... Um, It'll
3: come down to the manager that he is with at yep. the time as well. If he stays with Deacon or if he ends up going somewhere else, I hope he doesn't, but if he ends up going somewhere else, what relationship has that manager got with the Roosters, yeah.
2: the Rabbits, whatever club. Speaking of relationships and possibly one that has been strained beyond repair, uh, this emerged in the last sort of 48 hours or so, Sats. Curtis Scott, a young prospect, has certainly played plenty of first-grade football with the Melbourne Storm, but suggestions he's been well and truly shopped around now after a couple of off-field issues now without delving into what they may or may not be. uh
3: don't often hear about these sort of stories coming out of the storm. That's probably no. why it's caught us all a little off Hence guard. why he's being shopped around. Yeah. A player that's got a three-year contract, yep. he's 21, 22 years of age, premiership winner, was being talked about in the first couple of rounds as a right-side centre for New South for Wales origin, yeah. as well. So something here is not – yes, he hasn't been at his best the last three or four weeks, but Melbourne just don't tip a player out based on form, knowing what they're like on their best day. What they do is they tip you out if you don't fulfill the values of the club, even if you are one of their, yep. one of their really good players. They're, they're, uh, they're key players in a premiership winning side. So, uh, yeah, there's more to this. The Integrity Unit has investigate, investigated and apparently said, based on the evidence we that we're investigating, we don't have enough to continue yep. at the moment, yep. uh, which is saying to me, and this is only my opinion, is that charges have not been laid for whatever Curtis Scott... Um, is involved in off-field. So it's really at a stalemate at the moment. The Melbourne Storm are hoping to try and shop him to another club mm. and use the whole, He's we've got to free up money on the salary cap and he's been dropped, which he has been, due to really bad form. And he probably deserves to be dropped due to bad form, but to be shopped around, which they're denying also, but we know from clubs that it's actually happening.
1: It's time for the Friday Night NRL Preview.
2: Oh, hasn't this game got some heat on it as Magic Round continues? Uh, The second of two big games on a Friday night, and it's the Broncos taking on the Sea Eagles. And uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, I'll just check. Yeah, No, this one is at Suncorp Stadium, like they all are (laughs) this weekend. Hey, Sats, big game. We'll get to the Sea Eagles shortly. But, of course, the big focus is going to be on the Brisbane Broncos, who will, uh, we were informed by Al Graham at Suncorp Stadium through the week, actually get ready in the visitors' change rooms, Yes, which will be... Unique and strange and a little bit different. I, I suppose they're probably set up relatively the same, but you turn left instead of right, and yep. that'll be that'll be. But you something. know
3: what? It's it's been taken out of your comfort zone, yeah. which sometimes yeah. you need yeah. just to refresh yourself. Yeah, going back into um, the old house time and time again can get a little bit mind numbing, and yeah. you, you also particularly do, when you're not going well. Yeah, you, and you fall into just an old habit. This gets the opportunity to to refresh and and revitalise um, the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. It, With the Brisbane Broncos, they've got the opportunity to silence the critics at least uh, for a week. If there's a a couple of sides you'd like to play when when your form is really bad, I think one of them would be maybe the Gold Coast Titans yep, and the other one would be Manley because at the moment, running on the smell of an oily rag, they've got so many injuries. They've got uh, Coruscant playing at 5'8 now because Lachlan Croker's out. Um, Tom Trebouich, of course, with that hamstring. Daly Cherry Evans, ankle, which,
2: which makes what they've done over the past few weeks even more moritorious because means they're very well coached. Yeah, not yep.
3: coaching from a game plan point of view, just, just coaching for the, from for a, the badge for the shirt from, a, the, from the psychological yep. point of yeah. view. Yeah, um, Lochlan Croker, like we said, is out. Uh, Fenua Blake, the big front rower, um, Dylan Walker still hasn't made his way on the field because of off-field issues as well. So, um, but that can only go for so long, Benny. You can yep. only um, burn the candle at both ends for for so long, and um, the Brisbane Broncos, the Brisbane Broncos should mm. should win this game.
2: You say they can silence the critics, and I like how you've added the little caveat for a week, and, and that's effectively what it would do uh, if they win and win well. Okay, that the heat will go off them to a certain extent, but I've already looked forward, and we do that in sport to um, to next weekend. They got the Roosters mm. uh, at Suncorp, so whatever little bit of relief they get, it might only be short term. But that said, you're right. Uh, with everything going on with Anthony Seabold, players being dropped, so he's made a bit of a statement there. Now it just comes down to getting the job done over the next 80 minutes.
3: You know, funnily enough, um, and some people may laugh at this, playing the Roosters on a big event like this in your hometown, the the club that is there's the flag bearer of, of the Magic Round because of Suncorp Stadium and the city that's played in, maybe playing a team like the Roosters is what you need mm. because if you fail... Even further, on a bigger stage like we have this weekend yeah, with true. Magic Round, get your pants pulled down, yeah. it's even further embarrassing. Yeah, so yeah. what you do as a player, you say, listen, you know, individually, if I don't do my role plus a little bit extra, um, we're going to be embarrassed here. So um, it is a danger game because you're playing against Desi Hasler, Coach Side, and that being Manly, where he's always had his greatest success. Um, but outside of that, there is no excuse for the Brisbane Broncos. They wouldn't be worrying about Manly. They've got to worry about them, themselves at the moment. They've um, they've dropped Tavita Pengai Jr. to the bench. Yep. How he responds is going to be interesting about whether he really is a representative player, the way that he responds to this. James Roberts, their right side superstar center, uh, dropped due to poor form. And Jermaine they're very good, young, mm. fresh outside back that's been making uncharacteristic errors. So, you know, but... With that change comes two really exciting young players: Katoni Stags, very aggressive centre, and also young Gemma Shibasaki, a 20-year-old outside back as well. So. Um with those uh, disappointments comes opportunity.
2: Yeah, isn't footy a fickle beast after round two and his demolition job on Jason Talmalolo. We're talking about Tafita Pangai Jr. as a million-dollar player. Yeah. What a, what a club's going to pay for him, and now he's um, yeah, he's sitting on the pine waiting his turn. Can they be trusted, though, the Broncos? And, and like we've said, take nothing away from Manly and what they've achieved. They have been brave. They've been resilient over the past few weeks. But put them to one side on the body of evidence of what the Brisbane Broncos have dished up this season, even with Manley's injuries, can you trust
3: them? You can't trust them under the current climate Mm. because, and I'm saying this under really good authority, people that are involved at the Brisbane Broncos is that they feel as though they're overcoached. So based on the, on the landscape at the moment. What did Mick, what did Mick Ennis call it? Statistical rubbish? St- Which statistical Anthony Seabold rub- is, rubbish?
2: has fought back with.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I got told that there was a, a scene in one of the offices where there's all these <laughs> colour photos that have, that have all been printed out of different moves that the yeah. team was going to, to use that week. And yeah. having the halves sitting at this this wall that was full of these these photos, these colour photos that have been printed so out of all these different moves. Trying they, to
2: piece together a crime scene or a serial killer. Yeah, the killer. different <laughs> lines
3: that these people are going to run. Yeah, It's not rocket scientists, no, no. It's science. You just get up. You can overcomplicate the game, can't you? And you if adjust. You yep. If you're playing at the NRL level, you should be able to adjust yep. on the run. Yep. And for more reports, the look on these halves' faces while they were looking at this board, this wall was, what the hell's going on Fell here? fellow back at uni. Yeah, yeah. so yep. what Anthony Siebold needs to do is he needs to scale it all back. He needs to go back to the overall basics of the game, which is about playing with pure aggression Mm. and mistake-free rugby league, and then see what happens on the back of that. Because if they do that, with Pengo Jr. And, and Lodge and Alex Glenn and Matty Gillett, these sort of players, they've got the players yep. with enough experience to take revenge of that.
2: All right, so that's our Friday night preview. Uh, what, what are you thinking here, Sats? Just, I mean, are you, you've got enough faith in the Broncos that they should get it and will get I've, it done? Tonight? I think
3: the Broncos will win because I'm one of those many so-called experts that says yeah. they've got to come good one day. They've got too <laughs> many good players. Yeah, that, that's the logic we're yeah. rolling with. That's it's not um, a good one.
2: Uh, it's not when you're talking about a club as big as the Brisbane Broncos. But anyway, there you go. Friday night preview. Uh, We've got more off the bench to come after this. We're doing it for Kubota diesel generators who've got a whole lot of serious backup power. Uh, Up next, our Thursday night review. We're going to uh, nominate a power player. In fact, I think we're going to nominate a couple of power clubs and get Sats tips for the remainder of Magic Round. It's been uh, a huge start to it. Plenty of great footy still to come. You are listening to Off the Bench. (music) Off
1: the Bench. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Yeah, they certainly are. Welcome back
2: to Off The Bench for Kubota and the Diesel Generators. And speaking of whom, if you're looking for stockists of uh, all things Kubota, we highly recommend you catch up with Warwick Lawrence and the crew at Australian Pump Industries in uh, New South Wales. You'll find Warwick and uh, all of the gang doing some amazing work there along with the support of Kubota so thank you for your ongoing support on Off The Bench we really do appreciate it. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler here with you. Plenty to get through. Power player to nominate. Some tips for the remainder of Magic Round and we'll find out what Sats is looking forward to this weekend but right now time for
1: Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review.
2: Uh, early days in this one. Thought it was going to be a happy day's review for the Gold Coast Titans. But boy, oh boy, did they fall into a heap after oh. half time And how good were the Sharks with uh, a few setbacks throughout the 80 minutes to contend with. They get the job done, fresh from beating the Melbourne Storm. Maybe they're just uh, in a little bit of momentum that's going to be mighty hard to stop. Before we get your thoughts on this game, Sats, of course, played at Suncorp Stadium on Thursday night. The Sharks 26, the Titans 18. Let's hear some of the highlights thanks to our NRL Nation call team.
4: They go to the right, Townsend, short pass, Kurt capewell gets a pass out wide to Morris, and they're in now. They won't take that one off the Sharks. Josh Morris will officially open the scoring here tonight.
3: Uh, he's always been one of those bits and piece players, a really good interchange player, can play in the centres, can play in the back row, but he's He's forced himself into this side and, and making a fist of it while Luke uh, Wade Graham is out, of course, makes up that left-hand
4: side. Now Taylor, long pass. It almost intercepted on the bounce. Picked up by Copley. The Titans are in. <laughs> Dale Copley pounces on the bouncing ball to score the try. Four all, kick to come. No, it's not because we're going back to the bunker, oh, even though they're saying that it will be a try.
1: I used to do that quite a few times.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Try awarded for all. As Braden, you well, he shrugs off oh. a couple of defenders, gets an offload, ends up in the hands of AJ Brimson. Who says, Thank you very much. They won't get anywhere near AJ. And we're all locked up at 10-all. Like a thief in the night, AJ Brimson got the ball. No going to the bunker now. They point to the spot, 10-all, kick the come. Well, it was a great run by Braden He Busted through a couple of tackles and threw a left-hand pass around the corner. It's bounced off one of the Titans players and AJ, like he does every time he gets a bit of space. Getting up to play the ball is Cartwright. Little kick from Taylor and the goal there, picked up by Tyrone Peachy, try! Just like that, the whole set of six was in slow motion until that kick for flying through. Tyrone Peachy has scored the try. Titans 16 with a kick to come. Sharks 10. Drifting across field. Flanagan. Out wide they go. Morris. Quick hands. Fecky. Fecky beats one. Back to Morris. It's still the last. Now it's not. It's been touched by a Titan. Six more tackles. Papel's got it. Drifting out wide. Pass. Off a Titan the hands of Gray, Gray's in, Sharks hit back, 18-14, it will be, if they point to the spot they will, Aaron Gray has scored for the Sharks, here's <laughs> Flanagan, a long pass, oh. Aaron Gray, Jesse Arndtlers was caught off his wing, and Aaron Gray has scored in the corner, and we're all locked up at 18-all, here they go through, Gallant. can he score, he can, Paul Gallin is in, and he'll win the game for the Sharks. Referee points to the spot. He only got the ball a metre and a half away from the line, and he just barged over the veteran, and he'll say farewell to Suncorp Stadium with a rare victory for him in this ground and an even rarer four-pointer. Yeah,
3: tremendous work by the skipper
4: trying to convert his own try. Paul Gallen right foot strikes it, makes no mistake. (laughs) Did he just blow a kiss? Oh, he's giving the old shush to the Queensland crowd. (laughs) There we go. 26-18. The Sharks have beaten the Titans.
2: So there you go. Great call from the boys, Sats. You're a part of that. And, uh, gee, I reckon early you're thinking the Gold Coast Titans, uh, after a bit of pressure, a few suggestions, there's some rumblings on and off the field through the week that uh, they're going to turn it on and get the job done. Lack of discipline in the end was probably the thing that cost them and a very determined Sharks outfit.
3: Yeah, horrific. In the second half, they were the Gold Coast Titans. It's like they got to the promised land they're about to open up the gate.
2: They got there. They got there an hour
3: early. They're just too scared to go <laughs> through the gate and see yeah. what this wonderful world yeah. looks like when you uh, yep. when you have the ability to win the games that become an arm wrestle. Yeah, Benny, eighteen ten at half time. I tried AJ Brimson, um, and you thought at eighteen ten, and a try just before half time that usually breaks your back inside those two or three minutes before half time. You're going with really good momentum. And I think maybe they walked into the dressing shed and they patted each other on the back and they thumped their own chests and said, you know what, we've got this team beaten. But they didn't realise... They lost Andrew Fafida in the first few minutes. Mm. Cronulla as well with a hamstring injury. Matt Pryor left with a shoulder injury for a, a large portion of the game, came back on in the second half when they needed so him. So two
2: starting forwards, effectively hamstring. Two front rowers.
3: Yeah. You know, yep. So to be able to defend the way they did and hold the Titans to an 18-10 lead, you probably would have gone in at half time the sharks and said, "Yeah, we're not in a bad position. Actually, we just yeah. we just need to probably lift our levels, our energy levels, uh, a little bit more. But when you're playing as a team that has the experience of Gallon and the experience of Chad Townsend, um, Josh Dugan, Josh Morris, yep, um, it's you know you know that you're going to have to take them down to the final hurdle. And so in the second half, they came out and." missed 35 tackles in the second half stunning number couldn't couldn't score a point so the second half it was 16-0 in the second half um, just total lack of respect for the for the game a lot of one-on-one missed tackles by and a lot of ill discipline by representative players yeah, players who should know better Jared yeah. Wallace missed tackles um, Tyrone Peachy at 18 all gives away a ridiculous penalty just for being just about being a pest, to be quite honest. Yep. Um, involved in a tackle and went on too long when he shouldn't have. Was frustrated. They kicked the goal and make it twenty eighteen. It broke the back of the Gold Coast Titans. And I feel sorry for people like AJ Brimson, Jai Arrow, who was absolutely enormous for the Titans again. Uh, Mo Fadawaka, who was great. Uh, but for the Sharks, yep. Chad Townsend again just led the side. Josh Morris scored, scored, true, uh, scored two tries, saved one try um and in the first half and uh young jaden braley the the, yeah. the hooker paul gallon scored the winning try in the 80s yeah. and, and kicked the goal as, as well as his final game at suncorp um yeah they just stood up they stood up and led their side
2: it was uh it was almost written in the stars though wasn't it sats it was going to be paul gallon that would have the final touch on this game and he even had a little bit of interaction with the crowd post game you know the the finger to the lips come on Keep it, keep it down. Although he wanted just people to boo him even louder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he he is the villain and he has been in that part of the world for a long, long time. Some of it's a bit manufactured and I know we sort of cringe at, touch, but um, you've got to have those type of... I mean, God forbid a day where we have a game where we don't have characters like that yep. that can uh,
3: divide opinion like Paul Gallen clearly well, does. Oh, someone's got to wear the black cape yep. and he's happy to wear it and... Um, and it's what drives him as well, Benny. You know, I haven't been a big fan of Paul Gallons and some of the things that he's done in relation to where he places the game in the open light uh, of the Australian public and the landscape. And don't worry, he had a lot of he had a lot of usual suspects with him along the way during that Asada situation. But in saying that, um, you know, you've got to you've got to sit back and admire how yep. this guy has been able to play the amount of years that he has, the amount of games that he has. Um, Start of Origin winning captain in two thousand and fourteen broke the stranglehold from Queensland. It's yeah he's been a he's been a tremendous servant to the game and uh, very opinionated and outspoken and will become more so when he's not a player next yeah, year and yep. when he has a uh, a very successful career in the media.
2: Two and seven now the Gold Coast Titans languishing in fourteenth spot on the table. Garth Brennan scathing post game assessment of his mm. team's performance. Where to here for the Titans?
3: It's it's funny. Um, we sit back and we applaud. The post-game conference of Craig Bellamy last week, when he says, "I'll just go and find new players," if I've been concerned about this playing group for a couple of weeks, and if we're not going to do the job well, I'll find someone yeah, who will. Yeah. We sit back and go, "Wow, yeah. how great's that?" But
2: because he's got run when you've got runs on the board, though. Exactly, it makes it so much easier from a from a I guess a neutral and a media point of view to be a bit more appreciative of that. Honestly,
3: like I agree, I agree with what Garth Brennan said last night. Yeah, um, but because he hasn't got the the aura yeah. of Craig Bellamy? And because they're 14th. I would like to think that you would say to the playing group, "Yeah, I'm disgusted with the lack of discipline, the respect for the jersey that you're wearing, the respect of your own intestinal fortitude or lack of it. Um, I'm just going to let you all know, I'm going to go into that post-match press conference yeah, and I'm going to tell you how how disappointed I am in you as a playing group and how key players within this side let you down tonight, and we'll talk about it more during the week. Uh, I think that would be a really good way to handle it with a playing group that may spit the dummy and start blaming the coach for the reason why they're yeah. losing.
2: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, saw it all unfold, of course, on Thursday night there at Suncorp. The Sharks coming from the clouds. 26-18 winners over the Titans who were on 18 at halftime and were stuck at 18 by the mm-hmm. full-time whistle. So they've got some soul-searching to do. The Sharkies, meanwhile... Well, um, yeah, they're going nicely as they uh, move their way back into the top eight with that win and a couple of big weeks for the Cronulla Sharks. We're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. On the other side, I think I'm going to enjoy this segment. We're going to talk about our Makita Power player, but it's not a player. It's not even a couple of players. It's a whole bunch of players. In fact, it's a couple of clubs, and it's from one of the uh, world's biggest sporting competitions. We'll do that next right here
1: on Off the Bench. Time to nominate our Makita Power Player for Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the landscaper's choice.
2: Yeah, and with Makita's Cordless Power Garden tools, you can power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means a business. Makita Power Player, Sats. I'd uh, very,
3: very rarely yeah. say that my Power Player came from the game of soccer, Yes, football.
2: No, you're you're a fan of the sport there are elements to it and I I remember growing up as a kid I appreciate I remember that growing you don't up as a kid like? Benny <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned yeah. this
3: name to you as a kid I remember growing up and love watching Soccer Scene hosted by Andy Pascalidis There's a name
2: there is a name
3: yeah. because I, I found it really difficult to watch a whole game of football soccer but I used to love to watch yeah, the highlights the weekly and, highlights yeah. and uh and Andy Pascolides was was part of my childhood.
2: Well, he was in there with the likes of of your Les Murrays and your Johnny Warrens and and George Denikians as well.
3: I remember, uh, so on early, what morning was it? Monday morning? Tuesday morning? When was this? uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. My son rang me. It's five to six. He's got a special ring when I know that he's ringing. Yep. And, I ring, answer the phone. I said, what's the matter? Are you okay? He said, get in my room straight away. I said, what's going on? He said, Liverpool are winning 4-0. I yeah, went, yeah. get out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I imagine there were a few other objectives thrown in there as well. But just to uh, encompass, for those of you who have been living under a rock, of course, coming into that game on Wednesday morning, Liverpool had been beaten by Barcelona over there. 3-0. 3 nil. Barcelona are the one of the biggest clubs in the world. If Three not biggest the biggest players club. in the, yeah, in the Messi, game. Messi, Suarez, Coutinho, the list goes on and on. Coming back to Anfield on Wednesday morning, Liverpool might have won the game, but they were never going to overturn a three-goal deficit. Well, they did that, and they went one better. 4-0, scenes of absolute pandemonium inside Anfield. Just a little bit of audio here of uh, a couple, the last two goals, I think, that were scored by uh, Wijnaldum and also Origi. And I know, Satz, you want to drill down a little bit yep. into the fourth goal, but let's have a little listen to the audio, just because I want to play it,
4: again, <laughs> to be It's in! It's incredible! It's Wijnaldum! Two in a couple of minutes for the substitute and that three goal disaster if you like from the Camp has been wiped out here take it quickly oh wonderful thinking Origi brilliant absolutely brilliant from Liverpool and for Barcelona chaotic catastrophic and it's four and they do lead now
2: So that was the final scoreline. 4-0 Liverpool go through on aggregate. So they're through to a Champions League final. So Benny,
3: if it finished up 3-0 to Liverpool would have gone into an extra time. time. And then
2: potentially penalties. But uh, yeah, 4-3 on aggregate. They win over the two legs. They'll now face Tottenham in the final who themselves pulled off a stunning comeback Mm -hmm. against Ajax, uh, scoring three second-half goals. Uh, Lucas Moira scoring all of them and the last one came in the 96th minute. Pretty much the last kick of the game. So they go through an all-England Champions League final. But I know, Satsun, And the audio doesn't do it justice, but the fourth goal that Liverpool scored against Barcelona, if you haven't seen the vision, it's just a moment of absolute sporting brilliance by a young man who's making his way in the game at... You know, we see these things happen from time to time, and it, it just takes something incredibly special to provide a moment like that.
3: And I didn't realise the rules. I thought everyone had to be set when you are going to no. kick a goal. But no. looking at the vision, uh, as we heard in the call there, Alexander Arnoldy, 20-year-old, already yep. played for England. Young man. His vision and confidence to look up. He put the ball down, and he went to walk away because someone else was going to come yeah. over and kick the corner. Yeah. Yep. But he looked up and saw that um, Divock Origi standing in the box by himself, while yeah. Barcelona were pulling up their socks. Even
2: even Divock Origi himself wasn't ready for the cross. To come. As he walked
3: away, <laughs> young Alexander Arnold he just sort of looked back, turned around, two steps, and went bang. Perfectly timed kick. Yep. And Origi kicks it into the back of the net. Yeah. And everyone stood around. Barcelona stood around and pointed at each other, pointed at the officials. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah. To take it to four 0 It is. Uh, like I said, I'm, I've never been a huge footballing fan, but I watched that the other night and thought to myself. Can I get a ticket to Madrid? Yeah, and watch yeah. the Champions League I, I, final. I
2: think they're going at about seven thousand euro a pop. So we'll, we'll, we'll. I wouldn't even want to go to the game. I just want no. to be there around
3: the precinct somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say we'll pass the hat but around. But can, I, can yeah. I make my power player? Yep. Um, yes, the two teams that have gone through the way they have, but Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I know you're a fan. The coach of, of Liverpool, who is just super impressive, the way that he's engaged, re-engaged the, the Liverpool fans, but taking a team that was regularly sitting over the last few years around 7th, 8th, 6th, 5th to now turn them into one of the powerhouses again. Amazing job. It's
2: uh, going to be his seventh cup final. He's lost the other six. So there's a bit of a feeling with Jurgen Klopp that he he does a good job, but to a point he can't finish it off. So there's going to be a lot riding on this game. I think it's June 2nd. Uh, It's going to be massive. And Tottenham take nothing away from them as well because they've actually been sort of one of those clubs a long way behind in the Premier League this year. But um, to make a, a European Champions League final is almost you know, the pinnacle. Two managers,
3: from coming from a rugby league player, I'm I'm going to say ex-player. I'm going to say two coaches. Yeah. But the two managers, which are the coaches, both are highly, highly um, driven by emotion. Yes. As you can see, as opposed to the tactical. The Tottenham side. Hotspurs manager. Yeah. The scenes of him after that game, just you know, I suppose he would have woke up the next morning thought. Is today the game the day of the game? Because that didn't happen last night.
2: It was brilliant all-round football. Sport, in fact, scrap that at its absolute best. Makita Power, player for Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the world's largest range, over 200 tools on one battery. Uh, It's time now on uh, Off the Bench to get ourselves a Battle of the Bush preview.
1: Let's talk racing and the Battle of the Bush. Join the battle at the Racing Queensland website.
2: Yeah, it's well and truly underway, and you can visit the Racing Queensland website for all the information you need on the Battle of the Bush. Joining us, Racing Queensland, Battle of the Bush Ambassador, no less, Mr Rob Lark. And Rob, uh, just having a look at your run sheet for the weekend, uh, mate, you've got a bit on. There's uh, a bit happening with Battle of the Bush.
0: Uh, Good afternoon, Benny. Yeah, the Battle of the Bush is really heating up, and there's four qualifying heats on the weekend, and they stretch from Warwick to Gordon Vale and out to Mount Isa in Longreach, and there's a, uh, a range of fields that shaped up for this uh, these heats too, Benny, um, and starting with the Warwick one, where you've got the majority of uh, the runners there, the 11 runners in this heat out of a possible 12. And what I'm finding interesting with some of these heats uh, is that last year there was also a series called the Country Cups that had a final in Brisbane in December over 1,600. And some of these gallopers that were in that race yeah. are appearing some of these heats today okay. or on Saturday. Uh, Baker Boy is an interesting runner in the Warwick one. He won that Country Cups uh, Championships in December last year. He's going into the Battle of the Bush sprint, and he's very good fresh. I'll just pick a few of these horses out because we've got so many heats to look at here. Yep. But also, Go Get Some was a place getter in last year's Battle of the Bush final. He came third to Philip uh, Kalinowski Galloper. So he's in good form back from a spell. And we've also got a few with good track records here, including Drum Master and horses that are in form. And are going up a little bit in class, so they're the up-and-coming runners like Machu Picchu and even Turbo Teddy. But a lot of interest in this race with Baker Boy appearing against a place-getter in last year's final and go get some. But a couple of these up-and-comers, mm. Machu Picchu, uh, even Max Boy and Turbo Teddy, in with chances.
2: Brilliant stuff, mate. Well, you can follow the 2019 tab, Battle of the Bush, at racingqueensland.com.au. They've got all the details covered there. We've got all the details covered on Sports Day as well with you, Rob. Uh, Very generous with your time as always. Busy weekend, so all the best for it. And we'll catch up with you again early next
0: week. Yeah, thanks, Benny. And I think the review will be easier than the preview with the four heats (laughs) from this Saturday.
2: Let's hope so, mate. Have a good weekend.
1: This is Off the Bench for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sat's NRL Tips.
2: Yeah, for Kubota diesel generators, providing reliable constant
1: backup power you need
2: when you need it. Badge can get nicked because he's actually Mm -hmm. flying clear in the tips. In fact, have we... We've almost thrown in the he towel. He picked the
3: Titans on Thursday night, so he's down one already. Okay, well, that's a good start we're for one you.
2: Up, so. I oh, don't worry about the we. This is all about you because my <laughs> tipping is just – it's embarrassing. As I said,
3: my tips were picked about what mascot would yes. beat the other mascot in knee-deep water.
2: Yeah, we have descended to those depths of desperation. That that's what we're going for. So let's go to Saturday. This is all part of Magic Round, and yes, all of these games being played at Suncorp Stadium. Three games Saturday – Canterbury Bulldogs and the Newcastle Knights who've uh, rediscovered a little bit of touch.
3: Yeah, uh, the Bulldogs have dropped three players. Lachlan Lewis, Reese Martin, Kieran Holland, Holland, Corey um, Harawira Naira not available for the game. Um, Newcastle Knights, I think. Yep. Warriors and the Dragons. Cody Nicorima to front up for yeah. his new club for the first time. I think time. he'll go well too. Um, there'll, be no, there'll, be, there'll be pressure on him because he's the new recruit, but no pressure from him individually because he's in, in a different environment. But... Uh, I'm going to take the Dragons. Corey Norman out, but this very young, exciting, quick player by the name of Jai Field is playing. Can't wait yeah. to see him. All right. Uh,
2: now the Storm and the Eels. Uh, this one's mouth watering. In fact, arguably the pick of the bunch for all of Magic Round. This will be played Saturday night, prime time viewing. Storm. Few
3: question marks on them, and the Storm. Eels bounce back. I'd be scared if I was a Storm player after last week. Yeah, yeah. Last week spray from. Yep. From uh, Craig Bellamy. Bit. This is a. This is a great game, but. A great game, mouth-watering, because Parramatta just have, have proven that they're a, de- they're a definite premiership threat this year. Yeah, and a and win it- over
2: the Storm. Solidifies absolutely. That. All right. Are you optimistic in the storm though? Storm. Okay.
3: Uh, Sunday, two games to wrap up Magic Round: the Roosters and the Raiders. Yeah, Roosters Raiders on the back of the news that BJ Lalau may be up for the rest of the season is going to be heartbreaking to that playing group. Uh, so the Roosters. Okay. And final game of the weekend: the
2: Rabbitohs take on the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, Rabbitohs. They're yeah. in too good of a yeah. place at the moment.
2: Hard to make an yeah. argument for the Cowboys oh, in looking their forward.
3: State. Sam Burgess. And he, yeah. oh, he will just again a one man army seek and destroy mission yep. on Jason Talalay. It'll be worth the, it'll be worth the viewing just to round out magic, yeah, magic round on Sunday afternoon, the last game.
2: Yeah. Now I reckon the or what you're looking forward to, uh, Sats, you've kind of alluded to it already, mm-hmm. uh, and that all centres around the big game on Saturday night.
3: Parramatta versus Man, uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, again, are Melbourne going to be legitimate premiership contenders? Um, in a game against Parramatta, who are young, enthusiastic, spirited, um, playing with a, just a really good co- amount of confidence at the moment, but Melbourne Storm, how are they going to react when Craig Bellamy basically singled out all their playing group last week and said, "You know what? I'm going to give you one more week, but if you serve up the way you what you've been serving up the last yep. few weeks, even though they've won a few of the games, they've been starting games off terribly." Yep. Um, I think we may see some changes before kickoff. I don't have any inside. Inside knowledge, but I'm thinking that Billy Walters, mm-hmm. son of Kevy Walters, of Kev, yeah. may make his debut at Ooh. halfback ahead of
2: Brodie Croft. All right, we'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, for me, yeah, it's the A-League finals, uh, particularly Sydney FC and Melbourne victory. This is a semi-final weekend yeah. of the A-League, so winner through to the, the big grand blue. final. Yeah, it is. Yeah, big blue at Cogra, And these two sides met in the corresponding fixture last yep. year, which was a famous game in that... Terry Antonis scored a goal right before full time, an own goal, which took the game to extra time. And then he scored an incredible solo, almost half the length of the field, went all the way. So from villain to hero in the space of about 20 minutes, a lot of emotion. And then the victory, of course, went on to win the title. So that'll be big at Congra. Huge crowd there expected. So there you go. It's going to be a great weekend of sport. Sats, enjoy the remainder of Magic Round. I know you're loving it so far. There's plenty more of it still to come. I'll catch you same time next week. See ya. This has been Off the Bench for Kubota and, uh, yeah. Thanks for your company and thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators providing reliable, constant backup power. Have a good one.